good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events. As you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're absolutely right, Dega, and this portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, it does. And yes, it does. So today we have uh, Dr. Stately calling in. He's in Wisconsin with his his uh, sons playing hockey. And I don't, can't imagine playing hockey when it's 100 degrees outside, but that's just me. I, the old days, I think the ice got warm and we'll have to ask him about that. And then later on, we're going to check in with uh, former state rep uh, Ruth Buffalo of North Dakota and what she's doing. She's uh, still a doer and she's still doing things for her people all across Turtle Island. So it's exciting. Hey, Haley, uh, I know you're a big sports fan, uh, working with the Gophers when you were in school and and doing those things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, yeah, The uh, the Minnesota Twins Bay team will be having heritage day and they have a giveaway of five base or of, uh, for the first 5,000 people uh, baseball caps and I haven't seen them but I can't wait to see them and we're going to be out there uh, broadcasting I do believe tomorrow uh, before the twins game and then we're going to be uh, there at the twins so it's pretty exciting yeah yeah the so the twins take on the Seattle Mariners is who they're playing tomorrow uh, Tuesday the 25th and that game starts at 6 40. Um, is that, that'll, that's when they throw the, the first pitch and that's tomorrow night at target field here in Minneapolis. Um, and that's presented. So native American heritage night is presented by Prairie Island Indian community and treasure Island resort and casino. And yes, as you said, Dega, the first 5,000 fans through the gates will receive a free native American heritage night hat or t-shirt. I saw somewhere too. Oh, geez. yeah. Oh, we're going to have to, you know how I am with t-shirts, so we're going to I know. To... <laughs> I have not seen the design yet, but I'm sure they'll be great and beautiful. And I'm sure I'm it's through, some, and I'm sorry, and I'm sure it's through some uh, artists from Prairie Island, uh, Lakota Dakota design, which I've seen over the years is awesome and had, you know, good ones uh, for the twins there to be doing that. And also, as you know, Haley, I've been at, I was at the last couple twins games uh and victories in the last few innings and one went to 12 innings and uh, i love baseball but uh we also have the creative corner out there uh native roots uh arts trading post is out there too and uh stop in and uh, check out some earrings from joseph Ryder, uh some art from heck we have wild rice out there stop in and uh support our native artists and communities too so that'll be a good day to do that yeah, all around a big, big Native American night out at Target Field. Yeah, so uh, have you been to a baseball game yet this year? 
I haven't this year. I did go. I got out to one. Uh, I think it was last season, but only one. Well, they're pitching really well, and the game's different now too, Haley, because they have a, I want to say a shot clock. They have a pitch clock, and it's uh, you have to throw the pitch within a certain time, which or be in the batter's box oh. with a certain amount of time. And the games have now averaged roughly two hours and thirty nine minutes, which I can deal with. Those four hour games that they've been doing in the past were really getting into my uh, bedtime and sleeping time uh, with those yeah. night games. Yeah, the so, extra innings can get very long. <laughs> yeah, or just the, the regular innings when they uh, take their time and adjust their little batting gloves. And, you know, I hate to always bring this up, but when I was playing, we didn't use no stinking batting gloves. Uh, we just <laughs> got blisters in our hands and then kept on swinging. But... Uh, it it's changed the game a little bit. They I don't know if you know about the 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 they can't do the big switch anymore in the infield and the outfield and that seems I to know. Uh, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, that seems to be uh, helping out the Twins hitters as much help as they need. It's funny three years three four years ago they were the Bomba Squad and hitting record home runs and now they can't hit and now they have one of the best pitching staffs in the majors yeah. so that's that's what's their weird. record the record now or this season so far is 53 48 right yeah and they're for in first place in their division which obviously is a uh weaker division in the majors and uh but they're first in first place by three games and since the all-star game a break i think they're eight and uh two which is a nice little run if they could keep up that winning percentage the rest of the year. And supposedly they have a, uh, a easier schedule the rest of the year. So we'll see what happens with the Twins. I, I love to go out there. It's a beautiful stadium. Um, and I can't believe, Haley, you might be a little too young for this, but I can't believe they put that beautiful stadium in this, such a small footprint. It was in a parking <laughs> lot. And yeah. it was like, how are they going to fit a stadium in this little area? And they did. They really did. And it's a beautiful stadium. Well, that they were building that, I believe, when I was still in elementary school. Because yeah. I, I remember sixth grade, we, uh, well, my sixth grade was still part of the elementary school at the time. But we did a field trip for the first season that the Twins played at the Target Field. And yeah. Yeah, I remember it was so cool to have an outdoor stadium and and not right. be where. Right. Two thousand. Does it make sense? It was two thousand and ten when uh, the first season of thirteen years ago. Does that make sense to your math uh, of what age you are? Two thousand ten. Well, okay. I, I believe it was a little earlier up. than that. <laughs> <laughs> two thousand ten was the first. Uh, I believe the first year of it, and we had season tickets. I hated the Metrodome. I was brought up at the old Met, um, which was outdoor stadium where the Mall of America is right now. And you can see there's a chair uh, up in and home plate in the Mall of America in the where they have the rides. And they have a chair up there because Harmon Kilbrew hit a 500-plus foot home run that's still uh, there in the home plate and the chair, which represented where he hit it which if you look at it wow. 500 feet is a long way yeah i'll have to keep my eye out for that next time i'm out at moa i don't think i've ever seen that out there 
Yeah, it's kind of hidden, so you kind of do have to look for it for sure. It's on the wall, and you have to have to look up there and then find home plate, which is on the ground, kind of well, five hundred feet away. <laughs> right. Well, I got a friend who I actually I think he just got his twins debut. Uh, shout out to my friend Matt Walner from Forest Lake High School. Congratulations on your first game with the twins this weekend. I'm wow, excited to he's see your- you playing out there. He he's been up for a little while. Um, Has he? I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw I just saw him on on TV playing a yeah the first game that I saw him playing. But yeah, that was very cool. Well, he had a great game yesterday, and he's been doing very well. Um, he played left field for the first time a couple games ago, and he's an outfielder. And I didn't know Forest Lake had any baseball players, but uh, <laughs> they obviously <laughs> do. And and he's uh looking good you know and it's always good to have a former minnesota person did he go to college he did you know he did uh go to college i I believe he played at old miss oh okay yeah yeah he went and played very cool because you know sometimes they can draft him when they're in high school and they go right in yeah well that's what they were trying to do but he said he wanted to play college ball first well good for him and he's good and now that we know that we can get him on the show that you personally know him and uh we can we can chill out with a a minnesota twin tomorrow oh let's do it all right hey you're listening to native ritz radio presents i'm awake up next dr stately we'll be right back after this short break stay with us stay with us i stole it from you we'll be right back if the statistics say that one in three native women and one in six native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence one is too many don't stand by stand up don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes the gossip the victim blaming and shaming as a community we can change the way we respond contact the minnesota indian women's sexual assault coalition to attend a workshop to learn more sponsored by the minnesota indian women's sexual assault coalition Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a metro transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org.
Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, yes, it is. What a great organization. Hey, we have Dr. Stately on the phone. Dr. Stately, can you hear me? <laughs> he can't hear me. Dr. Stately. Oh. All you know, the I hockey think... arena ice is blocking the signal. Right, exactly. Well, we might be uh we might be uh talking to ourselves here for the next few minutes until we get uh Ruth Buffalo on because uh I don't see I'm trying to call again. Your call has been Yeah, it went right into to voicemail. Wow. Yeah, the uh the total uh, I want to say the total the ice arenas usually are really uh packed up you know i'll just talk a little bit more about the the twins we have a uh a, a painting out there an original painting and we just had another one commissioned from this artist named heck out at the twin stadium and we also have posters of it so if you can't afford the the, the original painting we have posters but it's really cool it has uh it has the the city landscape. It's kind of the background of the Twins Stadium in right field, but kind of it, up in the corners, it has uh, Chief Bender, who's from Minnesota and a Hall of Fame Native American uh, pitcher, and then also Jim Thorpe. And Jim Thorpe, I don't know, Haley, if you remember Jim Thorpe, but he was probably the greatest athlete in the first half uh, century of the 19, uh, 20th century. He was uh, Bo Jackson before there was Bo Jackson. He was an Olympic, uh, Native American Olympic gold uh, decathlon winner. He played for the uh, baseball team for three teams. Uh, the Giants were one of them. He also played, uh, he was the first NFL commissioner uh, and played oh. professional football. And uh, so he, yeah, he. we want to keep his spirit alive. I think they're... It just was a book that came out. Uh, the Path Lit by Lightning came out last year on his life story. And there's been books over the years uh, about Jim Thorpe, but he, uh, you know, he sometimes gets forgotten. I don't even know. Do you even know the information I just gave you as being a sports person? I, I honestly don't. I know I feel no. like I should, but yeah. No, I understand, and I think that's that's why we're talking about it, you know, that a lot of people don't, uh, especially maybe in your age group and even, even my age group, because he was, he came, uh, I do believe it was the 1912 Olympics, oh, and yeah. he played in the 20s, you know, in uh, Major League Baseball and the 20s in football and uh, commissioner, and he lived... Uh, uh, you know, as Native Americans, it happens to Native Americans. He didn't live that long. He was only in his 50s when he died, which, you know, is the average age of a lot of Native of Native American men uh, living. So it's pretty interesting that uh, we don't we don't live that long. And um, and uh, that's probably why at a, such a young age, I'm an elder, you know, uh, in my tribe. I'm, when I turned 60, I became uh, an elder. And they take the tribes and the tribe that I'm with, uh, the Ho-Chunk Nation, they really take care of elders um, right. in a lot of different ways. And then there's, 
when you turn 70, Haley, you become an elite elder. And, uh, you know, yeah. I'm just an elite old person. I'm a young old person, so I'm not, I don't consider myself an elder in uh, the native way, but that's what we're called in the, I guess, uh, tribal way, but not, not so much the native way. Because elders, as you know, really know our history, how to do right. things in a good way, and how to... Right. Uh, yeah, elders' responsibility is to really teach and provide the knowledge and traditions to the younger generations so that they can be maintained and passed down to the next seven generations and to keep those traditions alive, really. Right, so. and, and you were named by uh, an elder. Uh, 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 I was. Yeah, I don't think we've ever said quick? my native name on here. Well, you should every time. Should we announce that? Yeah. I think it is. So it's Ho-Chunk language, which is called Hokok language. And um, the spelling is always different than how you really pronounce it, I guess, in Ho-Chunk. But mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, my would it be so it would be great, great, my great, great, great Dega, uh, mm. Dega meaning uncle in Ho-Chunk, my mm. great, great, great Dega, Dega Nate and yep. his wife, Loretta. They named me and my cousin Austin, who is just um, barely a year older than me. I like to say barely because we're <laughs> four days we're four days apart, oh. really, for birthdays. But yeah, we got named the same day um, by great 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 uncle Nate. And my name I was gifted with Little Eagle Princess. And how you say that in Ho Chunk language is Cha Shep Neek. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, try try saying that five times fast. No, <laughs> I I always get tr I always have trouble saying eagle chashup. Yeah, chashup. I always have trouble saying that word for some reason. Because and we're in the eagle clan, and as probably people do or do, uh, might or might not know that are listening and listened over the years of the show is that uh, there's uh, twelve clans in uh, in Ho Chunk or Hoak, as you were saying earlier. Uh, yes. And we are the Eagle Clan, and there's a whole bunch. And I know, like, the Bear Clan, which I seem to run into a lot here in the Twin Cities. There's a lot of Bear Clan. Those are our warriors and our, our police. And those are people, the Bear Clan, for instance, would be, if we were having trouble with somebody or, or at some organization, we'd bring the Bear Clan in to protect us and uh, be the police. Yeah. Of that. And uh, so there's all these different... Uh, different things that uh, each uh, clan is uh, responsible for. And it's always also too good to know who is in uh, what clan because you don't want to marry the same people that are in the same clan because you're, you're going to be related to them. Yeah, right. There's always that that joke that goes around when, you, when you're <laughs> out at a native event and you're like, oh, I hope this guy's not my cousin. Right. <laughs> like, I hope we're not related. But well, yeah. And it's funny, Haley, too, because uh, we are, and you and I are related, we are related to a lot of people. And I think it's because of the genocide of our, our tribe where we had a you know, hundreds of thousands of people that were uh, Ho-Chunk. And it was down to less than a thousand at one time because of all the genocide and the things. And so we literally are related 
to everybody, you know, and, uh, and yeah. that's crazy. I mean, I took a ancestry.com, uh, test and you just go further and further down you go, wow, we're related to Sharice Davids. You know, I mean, things, people right. I never even thought because, you know, we can look back at our, our name and go, oh, okay, you know, the Houghtons, they're, they're related to us, you know, and, uh, uh, the Clevelands and, you know, you can look on and on. We're not just McKees, but, uh, there's some heavy duty names in the nation that we're related to, but that's because there, it, it it's such a small population, you know, and, yeah, uh, it really, is. really small. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, I agree. It's great that we have the tools and the technology that we have today where we can track, track down our family and see, uh, where they're living now, if they're still around, mm -hmm. you know, because because bl we talk about blood quantum, mm. you know, I, you have I, to know where your blood comes from. You got to know your relatives, and right. sometimes it can be hard to track down. So. Right, and that's a, that's an important thing because we talk about that, and we've talked about that before. You know, we've gone from Minnesota Twins talking about blood quantum. That's <laughs> a big stretch here, but you know, we've talked about you know. Um, it isn't um, a slap in the face or it isn't disrespectful. People ask you who, who you are when it comes to natives. You know, you spit it out. You say, hey, you know, I'm Eagle Clam. My name is Wakunjahade. Uh, my uh, gaga was uh, Helen McKee. My great-grandfather in a white way was Howard McKee Jr. and so on and so forth. And when you say the name McKee, uh, people will go, oh, okay, I know who you are. But if you can't do that, yeah. Very skeptical of if you are just a person that wants to be a Native American, which, Haley, we've run into a lot over the years. And, you mm -hmm. know, uh, it, it's crazy that uh, these people are getting money as professors and they're, they can't find or follow their heritage. Not only just yeah. blood quantum, because I don't like blood quantum, period, or... Um, I don't like the term blood quantum. That's a colonized term. But I mean, descendants, you know, who you related to, you know, who can you tell me who you're related to? And then the old ones and the ones that are my age or older, they will definitely uh, know who you're talking about. They'll know who you're related to. They'll, they'll start spitting it out at you and learn or know more about, you know, who you're related to than you do sometimes. It's really interesting and it's something that's very important because, you know, you can't just say you're related to and not know who your, your people are, but you also have to show up and be a part of uh, your family and, and do good things. And uh, that's what we try to do here and also everywhere else in the nation and uh, we love being Ho-Chunk so we'll be right back and uh, hopefully we'll have Ruth Buffalo we'll be talking more baseball and uh, blood quantum here Haley we'll be right back after this short break Native Roots Radio stay with us attention Native American community we've come a long way in our fight against COVID-19 the emergency declaration may be over, but our responsibility to stay vigilant remains. It is crucial to remember that the virus is still among us, and we must continue to prioritize our health and the well-being of our loved ones and elders. Besides getting vaccinated, let's not forget the basics when we're around people who are still vulnerable to COVID-19. 
Wear your mask, wash your hands regularly, and take an at-home COVID-19 test if you have any symptoms. We've shown incredible strength and resilience throughout history, and we will triumph over this challenge as well. Let's honor our ancestors by taking care of one another and keeping our communities safe. Together, let's navigate uncertain times with courage and unity. Stay informed, stay safe, and remember that our actions today will shape a brighter future for our Native community. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Your neighbors are talking about the Blue Line Extension, connecting North Minneapolis, Crystal, Robbinsdale, and Brooklyn Park to the light rail transit system. The Blue Line allows us to actually connect people in real time to this community. Instead of bypassing it, they're going to stop and shop. They're going to stop and play. They're going to stop and work. Blue Line is a connector. Hear more of this story and others at yourblueline.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Minnesota 350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Yes, they do. Hey, really happy to have Ruth uh, and Anna Buffalo on. Welcome, former state representative. We're always really great to to see and hear from you. Um, Thank you so much for coming on today. Yes, Madzigadad. Thank you for having me. Right on. Hey, uh, you are uh, down in uh, Billings, Montana. I guess that's not down. That's up and over. Uh, (laughs) And uh, you are uh, doing the Not Invisible Act Commission uh, hearings there. And uh, really uh, exciting that this process is happening, but also probably heavy on the heart when you hear all these uh, people telling their stories. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. And yes, um, just arrived to Billings, Montana today um, with a few of my family members. And um, it's 105 degrees here, uh, heat advisory. Um, But yes, this is the uh, final stop, I guess you could say, for um, the series of field hearings that have been held across the United States for the Not Invisible Act um, Commission's field hearings. Um, So it'll be two days, Tuesday and Wednesday, here at the Billings um, Hotel and Convention Center, starting tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Wow. And can uh, we listen in on these in this public hearing, or do you have to be in Billings? I know you've been here in the Twin Cities and all over across the country. 
Um, yeah. How does that how does that work? Yeah, no, you have to be um, present. Um, the morning sessions um, will have uh, media present and open to the media the first morning session. And then uh, the afternoon and the following day are um, time allotted for uh, community members, individuals, families to provide testimony. Um, and so that will then be closed to the, the media. So. Um, but yeah, it must be present. We, we are not doing any live streams and just really want to also respect the privacy of those who do come forward to share their, their stories um, or stories of their loved ones. Um, but we do have the option of private testimony available too. So if you're not comfortable um, providing your testimony to the full uh, room where the some of the commissioners will be, we now have the option for you to provide that testimony privately. Um, and then the written testimony has always been ongoing. I believe we have a deadline of August 10th um, to submit your written testimony. And we also have two virtual hearings that will take place um, first few days of August. So uh, just a little background, uh, Ruth. Uh, in October 2020, the Not Invisible Act of 2019 was signed into law as the first bill in history to be introduced and passed by four U.S. Congress members enrolled in the respective federally recognized tribes. Uh, they were four were led by Secretary of Interior Deb Holland. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, amazing. And and will you see Deb? Will she be up for uh, Secretary? Um, not that we're aware of, um, but you know, it's every hearing has been different, and so mm -hmm. um, we we haven't received word yet if she is, but it's always a possibility. Yeah. So, uh, so tell tell me uh, more. I mean, this has got to be a, a whole, and I I mean this in a serious way, a lot of smudging going on because of how deep and heavy this is, uh, Ruth, uh, this is uh, probably heavy on your heart after you hear all this uh, and you've been at all these uh, hearings. For sure. Um, yeah, we have, um, they designed it to where there are seven field hearings. Um, and the first one was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, mid-April. And then the end of April was Anchorage, Alaska. Um, but we also visited Ketchikan and then the village of Imanic and Bethel. Um, and that was a seven-day trip. And then uh, we went to Flagstaff, Arizona, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Blue Lake, California. And then the final stop here is Billings, Montana. Um, so yes, definitely lots of um, taking care of ourselves and each other. Um, some of the stories that are shared are very, um, very personal and oftentimes do remind us um, who are there receiving the testimony um, on the commission or within the commission. It definitely has reminded us of different life uh, experiences that we may have experienced or someone we know or a loved one has experienced. Um, so we definitely are trying to make sure that we are incorporating our healing practices into everything that we do um, because some of the stories that we have heard, um, you cannot unhear, you know, and so we want to make sure that we are doing our part um, with this responsibility of moving 
whatever work we can forward for justice for for everyone. So part but of yes. part of oh I'm sorry go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say so yeah the the Not Invisible Act Commission. Um, you know, it's it's a very broad coalition. I guess you could call it a coalition. It's a commission, but it's the most diverse commission uh, to date in the federal government's history, we are told. Um, that means that there are more representatives um, within the the commission, the, the makeup of the commission that are non-federal representatives like myself. Um, I'm representing First Nations Women's Alliance, um, but we also have uh, for each subcommittee, we have two co-chairs, one federal representative and one non-federal. So I co-chair subcommittee four alongside um, an individual uh, who is from the federal, um, a federal agency. And subcommittee four is focused on jurisdiction, prosecution, uh, information sharing, and sharing of resources across the different jurisdictions. Um, so we are tasked with developing this report full of uh, recommendations that will go to uh, Congress, uh, Department of Interior, and Department of Justice. Um, so it's been pretty, you know, intense. We um, we don't have a big turnaround time um, to pump out these 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 recommendations. So we're trying to do the best we can uh, with the the amount of time that we have. You know, I, I read that the uh, Bureau of Indian Affairs estimates that there are over forty two hundred unsolved MMIP cases. I don't know. I would th I would personally think that there's more. Maybe they stop counting after a certain number. I mean, what's your feeling on that, Ruth? Gosh, it's, um, I mean, we know that anecdotally, I think within, as a, being a native or being a Hidatsa, Mandan, Apache woman, we know that uh, what report what data that is reported oftentimes is very skewed um, based off of the recorder, you know, and so okay. how do we uh, get parity in the, the, the data arena period? Um, and so that has always been something that many of us talk about. Um, even, you know, we've heard from medical examiners and coroner's offices as well during our, our stops um, across the country at the different field hearings and we've had some pretty, uh, I guess you could say robust conversations on the gaps within the existing systems. And so we know that uh, what data is reported, you know, like that one that we hear a lot is, you know, 84% of native women will have experienced some form of violence within their lifetime. And, and that's always striking to hear, but you know, many of us believe that that number is probably unfortunately a lot higher um, mm -hmm. If data was reported, if people did, number one, come forward to report um, their experiences, and number two, if it was recorded properly um, and not misclassified under a different race or category or just not uh, recorded at all if people have come forward. So there's there's so many different um, things that we're hearing in terms of uh, gaps within the system, and so definitely these efforts within the Not Invisible Act Commission, many believe are it's only the beginning because we we cannot solve this um, with one one um, commission, you know, right. this is not going to solve it if this is the beginning. And so hopefully there will be phase one, phase two, uh, because this is going to take some time to get um, the results that 
everyone deserves and needs. So Ruth, what is uh, the final un- outcome that we're looking for? I mean, uh, during these these sessions, I imagine there's a lot of trauma and a lot of healing by telling these stories. But what is what is the political ramification at the end of end of the? What are we looking for at the end of this? Ultimately, at the end of this, we're looking for meaningful change, transformative change um, that will have teeth in it. You know, we want this to be, we want our efforts as a commissioner um, to be more than just, you know, a checking the box or a good gesture of bringing a diverse group of people together, you know, to have some conversations, to listen to, you know, seven different communities. But we want it to be long lasting, meaningful, transformative change. Um, so by law or what is written in law for the Not Invisible Act Commission is that ultimately the commission's purpose is to develop recommendations for the departments of the interior and justice through the work of six subcommittees focused on improving intergovernmental coordination and establishing best practices for state, tribal, and federal law enforcement to bolster resources for survivors and victims' families and combating the epidemic of missing persons, murder, and trafficking of American Indian and Alaska Native peoples um, as specified under the law. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, and, I, and I appreciate you for amplifying this. You've always been a doer, and as long as I've known you, and I really appreciate our friendship and uh, you coming on uh, and talking about a lot of heavy things. I mean, I, I'm glad your family's with you, and I'm glad, you know, that it, I'm not glad it's hot, but you guys can go swimming together as a family in the pool and, 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 um, and heal and, and be in a good place with your family. So I'm glad you can take your family with you. Yes, um, definitely. I mean, I do have my sister and her partner with as well and their, their children. And unfortunately, um, it would be my, my sister-in-law, um, late sister-in-law. Um, unfortunately, um, they, my, my sister and her partner will be here in Billings to share their story of what, what oh. happened to his late baby sister um, on our reservation, Fort Berthold Indian Reservation um, in Newtown, uh, March of 2023. And so helping them the best I can. And they're also looking at uh, introducing a new tribal code uh, within the Mandan Hidatsa and Arikara Nation to address um, the crisis that we're facing. Wow. Uh, thank you, former State Representative Ruth Buffalo. I really, really appreciate you stopping in and talking about these heavy-duty issues. And um, take care of yourself, and thanks for stopping in. I really, really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. You too. Good to see we'll you take, both. Yes, good to see you. Hey, this is Native Ritz Radio, and we'll be right back with Haley and I uh, swapping stories, I guess. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit MN350.org. 
Even though the public COVID-19 emergency might be over, it's still important to stay up to date on vaccinations. And if you're like most people, you probably need a refresher on who should get vaccinated and when. So here's the bottom line. If you're six years or older, aim for that one updated COVID-19 vaccine. It doesn't matter if you've had a previous vaccine or not, you're still in the game. Now, if you're 65 or older, you've got the green light for one extra dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Just wait four months after your first updated dose and you're good to go. And for the little ones, children between six months and five years may need multiple doses, including at least one of the updated vaccines based on their age and previous doses. Remember, always stay informed and reach out to healthcare professionals for personalized guidance. Didn't catch all of that? You can find all of the updated COVID vaccine information at health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Hey, this is Robert Pilot. I taught in St. Paul Public Schools for over 25 years, and I want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future. Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at SPPS.org slash careers. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. Oh. Good one. Hey, uh, this is Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake. I'm woke. And, uh, you know, I never really thought that being awake and uh, around your surroundings and what's going on was a bad thing. But it seems like uh, uh, the Republicans do uh, think of <laughs> being uh, woke or awake is, uh, is a bad thing. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that. <laughs> What did they say? The American dream is a dream for a reason. You have to be sleeping to believe it. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one so there, uh, Chu Junk. There, uh, Gen Z Chu Junk. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't uh, claim that quote. I wish I could, but someone else said that. Well, I, I we haven't done any prep because we thought we'd have a jam packed uh, uh, audience or guests. But one of the things I don't know, have you uh, heard that controversy about the the country uh, western song that's come out here? Oh, yeah, by that guy who goes by Jason Aldean. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. I have been keeping up on that on Twitter just a little bit. And then mm-hmm. Twitter, you know, might be going to X. Did you hear about that? Yeah, that's... Uh... That's that's fine by me, you know. Um, I'm not much. I I read some Twitter, but I'm really, you know, I, it's just so nasty out there. And then the person that owns it now is a raving Republican, and I just, I just, uh, I can't stomach it all the time. I get the baseball updates and things like that, or or other people that I listen to, like uh, uh, Stephanie Miller's show on Twitter. Uh, follow her on Twitter and she's here on uh, AM 950 in the morning and uh, 
with a great show, probably the second uh, most popular progressive station in the co- or show in the country. And so I listen in to her, and uh, her mother just passed away, who was, I think she was almost 100, if not 100, and that's that's amazing, and that's a long time. But, yeah, I mean, I, supposedly, Haley, he pulled his music video because that was showing a lot of stock footage of uh, places that were having issues and not a home, t- not a small town. I guess that was the whole thing, a small town. and uh, right. Yeah, you know, and they were showing these footage from a foreign country's uh, <laughs> burning town. It wasn't even like the United States, and so it, it's crazy. Yeah, well, the lyrics in there is what, what the lyrics talk about is whatever. But I'm not a huge country music person to begin with, so. Oh, oh, well, yeah, me either, uh, but. This thing came across, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, what are people talking about?" And again, I probably found found uh, that coming up on TikTok and Facebook, people were talking about it, and so I kind of saw a few things come up on it. But yeah, this guy, his wife is uh, is um, you know totally for the um, wrong. <laughs> the, the that Biden didn't win and all these you get deep down in that uh that rabbit hole of who these people are that are spewing this stuff and then their their denial it's just like when uh when uh Trump was talking during one of the debates talking about you know telling the the proud boys to stand down it's like you know they're they're talking in codes out there that uh you have to listen to and people called them out on it too because it's like what are you promoting here like violence gun violence of uh city people coming to a small town you're going to shoot them what what's up right and his hometown wasn't even a small right. town <laughs> he didn't write the song but he sure well, yeah, even it, worse yeah maybe you should focus on writing your own lyrics yeah, well, one of the things with him, I, I read that he had something like 28 hits or something in his career, and uh, he didn't write any of them. So he, he sings other <laughs> he sings other people's songs that he believes in. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, so that's a jump back uh, to the Twins. We're going to be uh, at the Twins game tomorrow, and uh, come on by the Creative Corner right by. Uh, Gate 34, which is Kirby Puckett's uh, old number, and um, right in there, and uh, stop by and check it out and say hi. Uh, uh, Jelaine, my uh, Weeha, she'll be there, and her husband Micah will be there, and I, I believe uh, my Hinu will be there too, Jalisa. So be a fun pack, fun pack day tomorrow, and uh, keeping cool will be uh, part of on my agenda too. I know. What is the temp? Tomorrow's going to be, tomorrow's looking like 92 and partly cloudy. Thursday. Okay. Well, it changed since the commercial break, the last one. <laughs> it already changed. So, <laughs> but I thought it was reading 97 on Wednesday, but looks like it's down to 92. Yeah. Not much difference as far as I'm concerned, you know, and I'm looking out the window here, uh, and it just downpoured here in St. Paul as I'm broadcasting out of St. Paul, Minnesota. And our our, our station is in Eden Prairie and uh, our flag station. And um, it was pouring. 
just a little while ago, and now it's sunny, and the precipitation is gone. It's basically doesn't even look like it rained. So I know because everything's just so dry; it just sucks up all the all the water right away. Yeah, definitely. So, Haley, uh, what did you do this weekend here? Um, we're we're down to that in the last couple minutes. What did you do? I know I went to the Twins see the Twins play two nights or a, a night game and a, a day game, and they they pulled yeah. the rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, I know. I saw you posting out there two times, <laughs> twice in, twice in one weekend. After you told me you were going to take me on a boat ride, hoa. <laughs> Oh, oh uh, hey, family, <laughs> family squabble on live radio. Family squabble oh. <laughs> over, over the boat. <laughs> yeah. So Minnesotan. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, yeah, I just figured I better get out there because of the store. And then a friend of mine wanted to go. It's a long story, Haley. I'll tell you after the show <laughs> and hopefully you'll forgive me. But uh, I forgive you. Right. I forgive you. No, I had a nice weekend. It was really relaxing and got some yard work done and hung out with the dog and the fam. It was nice. Yeah, that's good. What What's your dog's name again? Oh, that's Sadie girl. Yeah. yeah. Adopted her my senior year of high school back in 2016. Wow. She's a, yeah, she's a border collie golden retriever mix. We're not really sure what she is, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's a, she's a very fluffy big dog and we love her. And I, and I, I you know, dogs are sacred to natives, but it's also, I feel like dogs yeah. are family, cats are family. And when they go, it's, it's super hard. And we just had, uh, uh, one of our dogs, uh, take the rainbow bridge, so to speak. And, uh, yeah. we were there for it. And I just read a great article about be there for your animal, you know, the high percentage of people put their dogs and animals down and they don't, they aren't there for the moment. And, I know it's super hard to do. Believe you me, I, I cried like a, I was wailing like a baby. But it's it's good it's good for the other being to see you in their last moments. Yeah, exactly. And and the and our dogs, they're descendants of the sacred animal, the wolf. So, yep. which is also my, uh, you know, Native Americans, they have different uh, signs, right? Animal signs for your birth month. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about that next time. That's right. Hey, thanks, Haley. We did a show together, and uh, see how they snuck that in. We just did a whole show together. (laughs) Kibitzin. Yeah, right on. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio, and I just want to end this. uh, If you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground in which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office. We're still here. We are the seventh generation.